0: Hello everyone and welcome to the A2 Life Podcast with James Oney, the Minister of Education and Discipleship at Richcrest Baptist Church. I'm your host, Chase Falk, and our desire through this podcast is to equip and encourage people to fulfill the Great Commission by focusing on a lifestyle centered in Acts Chapter 2.
1: Chantel.
2: Chase. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good as well. James? What's up? Doing good today?
3: Yeah, man. I'm doing really good. It's, it's a little uh windy and cooler than normal.
1: Well, I see you wearing a long sleeve, but that's
3: but new for you. you
2: long know? sleeve with yeah. shorts. You
3: know, but this Let's
2: talk about that just for a minute. Like Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
1: Let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, is that in style or what you think, Chantel?
2: I don't understand long sleeves oh, and well. shorts. That does not work. I love- um,
1: I mean, you I've never always know-
2: questioned that.
1: You never know like your forearms are going to get a little cool and not your like shins, you know?
2: Maybe so, but I have never gotten with that
3: oh man that is funny alright so he
1: walks out this morning you're like what in the world is he wearing is that yeah. what you're
2: thinking yeah I think he had another shirt on at first I did and then he changed yeah, it
3: showed my belly and I didn't
2: <laughs> dad bod yeah, dad bod
3: life right, yes. I'm just
0: saying All right. that's <laughs> after a four way.
3: sons it's, it's after over. four sons you had like you had I them. mean no I mean you know <laughs> I'm just saying
1: yikes <laughs> Might need to let them two talk a little bit before we <laughs> get started on the A2 Life podcast today. But um, anyways, yes, I understand that dad bod life. I mean, we gotta keep it up. Yeah, so.
3: you know, you know.
1: Fourth one on the way for me, so I'm getting right there with you, you
3: know. Hey, <laughs> yep, that's right. That's right.
1: Anyways, all right. So A2 Life Podcast today, we are kind of in the ending of a conversation that we've had that we've entitled Race in the Kingdom. And uh we've talked a lot about different things, and so if you're listening today for the first time, we encourage you to go back and listen to the last uh, seven episodes and just uh, listen to the context, understand where we've kind of been the entire time, and uh, as we think about centering this conversation in the Word of God and allowing God's Word to guide and direct that and help us understand our identity and knowing that this conversation has been for believers. James, you've made that clear from the very beginning and just really kind of how to navigate uh, the issues when we think about race and where our country is. And we're going to get to some just some questions that are going to come up and, and ask about uh, these specific things when we think about race in the kingdom. And so, um, James, anything you want to share at the very beginning before we uh, jump into uh, these questions?
3: No, I'm uh, I'm so excited for everyone to, you know, have tuned in with us, uh, those of, you know, who tuned in with us this entire time and being with us. And Um, I mean, because obviously it's not an easy topic. And so I just I'm so grateful for people who are tuning in and want to make a difference and, and be the church, you know. And so, yeah.
1: So, again, we've not wanted just to talk. I mean, this has been a conversation to lead to action and to lead to let's be. Uh, a group of people that seeks change and and experiencing something different on both sides of the spectrum. And so, um, Chantel and James, I just have a few questions I want us to walk through and we'll see how long this um, takes. And we might split this up into multiple podcasts um, Mm -hmm. as Chantel drops her phone. She's getting prepared over there. Uh, But here's the first one. All right, so we've heard the statement, the slogan, the organization, Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Should we support... The slogan, the statement, the organization, Black Lives Matter.
3: Uh, That's a good question. Um, First, I I just have to say this: Um, there are six dominant worldviews. I mean, just if we take everything um, uh, at at its face value, we have six dominant worldviews that we all hold to, or you know, different people hold to. One is secularism. Um, we hold, uh, you know, some people hold to secularism. Secularism, uh, with secularism, the problem is um, is that basically there's no God with secularism. Uh, you have postmodernism. Postmodernism is no truth. Uh, as we can see, truth cannot be known uh, uh, to exist um, and whatnot. Only truth uh, that we, I guess, create ourselves uh, exists in that sense. Uh, there's no absolutes and whatnot. You have new spirituality. New spirituality is all about that we are gods. That's where you get your uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, and and you get into all the um, uh, Eckhart Tolle type stuff. Um, then you have Islam. Islam, when you're looking at Islam, Islam is is rebellion against Allah. Then you have Christianity, and and with Christianity, it's the problem with sin. Now, I like to say the world when we talk about Christian worldview. Uh, I, I'm more so on the lines, I like to use the word biblical worldview because that word Christian, you know, that term, people use it in different ways in different facets. Um, so I like to use the word uh, biblical worldview. So the problem is with sin. But there's another worldview uh, um, in this, uh, this last worldview is Marxism. Uh, Marxism is, it's the richest fault, you know, so we all need to have a piece of the pie in a sense. And so when you're looking at the 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 organization Black Lives Matter, um, Black Lives Matter their philosophy their ideals, um, and in fact uh, uh, the one of the founders or actually two of the founders they're they're a trained Marxist and they say that you know um, uh, our pastor had sent us a video and we were able to watch it and and whatnot uh, we'll probably provide the link to you so you can see that. Um, within this uh, podcast, but um, uh, it's interesting. I mean, when you're looking at the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, the organization, rather not the movement, but the organization, um, it's, it's Marxist. In Marxism, Karl Marx, I mean, he believed that there is no God. No God exists. And so um, uh, he it was atheistic. And, and when you look at secularism and, and Marxism, they're atheistic in their belief. And so as a Christian, as a believer, I don't think that we should support the organization Black Lives Matter, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but then you know, you have this other end of the spectrum, this 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 movement, and, and you'll be able to see this in this video, but this movement, uh, with the hashtag Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. And I understand what they're trying to say that Black Lives Matter, but I do have a have a problem with that as well because of the fact that uh i i think it's being selective in that sense and what i mean by that is that we have thousands of babies being aborted that are black and and if they if they are if if black lives matter their lives should matter as well you 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 see what i'm saying so um the guy I, i i like how he does this now he's a uh, he's Catholic, but I love the way he approaches this. Um, he uses the word, all black lives matter. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I think that is the, the key thing. We, you know, we can't be selective and say, just because white police are, are killed now, understanding that that is um, uh, 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 a, um, it's a tragedy that these things are happening. Right. However, when you're looking at thousands upon thousands of babies being aborted, we've been selective in our black lives, if that makes sense, with the hashtag movement.
2: And I want to add to that. Um, you know, when we think about it, it's a tragedy that black men, African-American men are losing their lives, um, that is an absolute tragedy. I do not wish, James and I, we do not wish that upon anyone. We wouldn't want to know what that pain feels like knowing that we are raising four black boys yeah. in our society today. But it comes to, 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 to the question, and I, and I think the question that, you know, I have and that I want to kind of pose to our listeners is that in considering the context of what we're dealing with today, the Black Lives organization, the Black Lives movement that has stemmed from the organization, um, we need to make sure we understand how that organ, the genesis yeah. of that organization and how it was started, um, before we begin to attach. Hashtags to something that does not support our Christian, our biblical worldview. Yeah. Right. There is only one worldview that we should be concerned about, and that's God's worldview.
1: That's right.
2: Yeah. That's right. Uh, and that's what God has to say on the matter. Um, in particular, I I, I want to read this from the um, it is on the Black Lives organization their website is is public knowledge you can see it for yourself but the, the founders of this organization um, they unapologetically affirm the presence of black women. okay um, they are they said the Black Lives movement that they've built this space to affirm, Sexism. Okay, um, it's important for us to understand that um, their 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 ideology behind yeah. this, because I think it will really help shape our our thinking and maybe cause us to think twice about things that we are maybe illegitimately attaching ourselves to. Now, don't get me wrong; the emphasis of Black Lives Matter. I get that, I understand that. However, I wanna go back to what James just mentioned. If black lives truly do matter, then all black lives matter. That includes those black lives that are being aborted, that are defenseless, that are helpless. In their mother's womb, African American women have the highest percentage rate of abortions in our country. So if we're going to stand up for black lives matter in regards to the context of police brutality and African-American men, let's also stand up for those babies that are being aborted. And that's what I don't hear from individuals that are supporting black lives matter. And I really believe if God is clear on the matter of where he stands with race and reconciliation, he's also clear on the matter of abortion in the Bible. We can see that stemming from the Old Testament, even with Moses. So I think it's so important, even leading up to Jesus, when Herod wanted to kill all the, the boys that were under the age of two, if Mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. So we have to not just simply use the context of Black Lives Matter as it relates to black males, but let's consider all black lives. And that will be my challenge to my Christian brothers and sisters that are African-American, all black lives matter. So consider fighting for the ones that cannot fight for themselves. And those are the ones in the womb.
3: And I I do want to say this, too, that um, uh, we're like you said, we have as Christians, we should have this biblical worldview or uh, I like to say a kingdom perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, we are part of the kingdom. So therefore, our thoughts, our decisions, our actions, everything should uh, uh, be under the umbrella or the lens of a kingdom perspective because we are kingdom citizens. And so we have to go to God's word. And I, what I see today is obviously our emotions get into Mm -hmm. it and we try to, you know, this, but we're attaching mantras and and things of that nature of the world, uh, uh, what the world is saying and, and, and trying to use that instead of God's word. And so therefore we may put a, up a black screen or whatever it may be, but what does God's word say? You know, what does God's word say? You know, um, and, and, and we, we are supposed to be different. We are supposed to respond different. Mm-hmm. We don't supposed to respond like the world. And and what I see a lot of times is, and, and I've done it myself before that we respond in our anger, we respond in our, uh, ignorance and we respond in a way that is not uh, contrary to God's word and the kingdom perspective.
1: You know, I think one of the things that's just clear in this beginning question is that um, it's easy in the social media driven society Mm -hmm. that we live in is just to jump on whatever is being pushed, you know, and before we really understand, as we've already said, the background, the genesis mm-hmm. of where this began. Yeah. And specifically in the organization, Black Lives Matter, um, I really w- encourage people to do as we've already mm-hmm. read today and read up on that. Make sure, and this goes for anything, yeah. educate yourself before yeah. you get on yeah. uh, some type of movement and know that you know the backstory behind it and move forward from there. Because I think there's a way to voice something if you feel like you need to voice it Mm -hmm. um, without having to attach yourself to a movement that's completely um, different from what we would say Mm -hmm. as a Christian or a kingdom perspective, worldview type thing. And so, um, so be careful um, for those of you that are listening, understand your background, see those things, do your education. And if you have kids too, um, especially teenagers, uh, have the conversation with them um, Mm -hmm. because Uh, as a teenage world, it's really easy for them just to put a hashtag out there. It's really easy for them to just kind of, uh, make a statement or think that they got to do this just because it's what everybody else is Mm -hmm. doing. And so if you've seen that on your kid's social media, let me just say this, if your kid has a social media, you haven't looked at their social media, you need to look at their social media. (laughs) You have the right to know exactly. (laughs) And they probably have a fake account too. So ask them about that. But, um, look at their social media and, you know, have the conversation with them. Why did you post this? Or why Mm -hmm. did you, you know, what was your reasoning behind that and really kind of begin a conversation at home, maybe that can help kind of get you all uh, on the same page and understanding this thought of race in the kingdom. And so let's move to this question just for a minute, because this is something Mm -hmm. to me that's very interesting to think about. We've talked historically in the beginning, I guess it was episode two or so of just the context of race and Mm -hmm. from A long, long time ago, even going back to scripture and the the thought process there of of the the slaves and things that would happen there. And so it's been around. Mm -hmm. So why would y'all say now has it gotten to where it is in our country? Does that make sense? Why the George Floyd situation? Why did that situation raise, I don't know if I want to say awareness, raise the, the level of just turmoil really that's come to our nation because of that situation when for so many years now, Mm -hmm. there's so many other names and there's so Mm -hmm. many other um, circumstances Mm -hmm. that have, that's been the same, a similar story. So why now?
3: I I would say this, and this is just my personal opinion. Um, uh, I think it was a prime opportunity because of the fact that, I mean, it's a pandemic going on. People are at home, people are watching TV. The media is going, and I think that um, uh, people have a a, a, a time to um, in this a time to uh, uh, look and see and and, and think in, in some mm-hmm. respects, you know, um, and, and like oh man, this this is this is a problem, this is a problem, and um, and I think that that had a a, a piece of the pie in it because of we're we just you know covid got us and so we're here <laughs> and um but I also believe too in in and, and hear me when I say this I think the organization uh Black Lives Matter capitalized upon it as well hmm. which heightened it even more and even in their statement which is interesting to me um they are they are um, are trying to get rid of the what they what they call the cisgender, meaning that uh, a, a male that may have a job um, that is successful. Um, uh, on top of that, you put Christian in there because they are for tearing the the structure of the family apart. Amen. And so, um, and what do you see going on? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, things are being torn apart. Yeah. I mean, they've been, don't, don't get me wrong now, you know, uh, African-American males in the homes uh, um, have been, uh, uh, it's been less and less, you know, throughout the years. But what is happening now, I mean, you see in the structure, you see in a lot of things that's been torn apart. And, and I think they are, uh, they're receiving money, yeah. they're receiving funds and they're they're booming, you know. Um,
2: if And I would say that if we can break down the family structure, yeah especially in the African-American community, if we can break that and tear that down and eliminate men from the home, um, this organization, the leaders of this organization have been very clear on that. And if we can, but when we think about how God has structured order for the family, the man is at the very top of that. Um, and really ensuring that men that we reestablish the, the the structure of the home, and that began that begins with the man. Mm-hmm. That begins with the man. Yeah. Um, I, I think James and I were both, you know, passionate about that yeah. um, and everything. But also, I would say I believe that the pandemic certainly by everybody, one being at home definitely calls more awareness to it. But I think, you know, just from a more practical standpoint, just from looking at it, we all saw the video. Yeah. Before things may have been questionable. Okay. Um, regarding what someone may have done, but we all saw it. It's hard to undo what you've seen and see that this man is not in a position to cause harm to anyone. So I think that really raised the awareness that, okay, something's going on in our society. I may not know what's going on, but I know something is going on because this is uncalled for. Um, This is unnecessary. Um, So I think just from looking at the video, this certainly caused the video in and of itself.
3: Yeah, I, I, I let me jump on this real quick because this is interesting. Uh, in, in today's society, our sons, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Caleb and Israel, they uh, they see this. They see the George Floyd. In our day, it was Rodney King. Yeah, we saw the video, you know, uh, and you had an uproar, you know, then, and then what happened? It died down, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, but this particular. Instant, I, it, this particular incident that happened, or I shouldn't say incident, but this particular um, uh, thing that happened with George Floyd, um, I think number one, I mean, you got obviously media is going, and and you're able to see all of this. And now, now we've seen the Rodney King video several times, but it's like almost every time you seeing something, and and not only that, it's like the media is searching for cops to do something, and and so they can record it and, and show it. And so to see this, you know, thing that's going on, um, you know, I, I I wanna bring it even back uh, to, uh, and, I, and, I, and I get off the organization in a minute, but um, when you're looking at this organization and how I think they capitalize on this as well to bring it to the forefront, cause they got the money, they got, they have the stuff to do so, um, you, I asked the question what happened when when they were protesting or doing whatever they were doing and this little girl walked between this barricade or whatever and and she was shot eight-year-old girl
2: I think James at this point James is referring just for our listeners oh, yeah. he's referring to um Sequoria I think I'm pronouncing her name correctly Sequoria Turner um eight-year-old from Atlanta Georgia mm-hmm. she was shot near the very place where Rashad Brooks, um was shot um and killed here this was i think this happened july 4th weekend if i'm not mistaken um so that's who jane i just wanted to give some context of what you were um but essentially she they went through a barricade if i'm not mistaken she was in a car with her mom and another individual and went through a barricade the barricade was there illegally mind you by black lives activists Mm -hmm okay they were in a dispute a a a violent dispute with others and this little girl unfortunately she became a casualty of that um so who's speaking for her yeah who who's speaking for her um you we don't see that we have to be careful and really do our research do your homework on um the various organizations that are taking shape right now because of everything that's going on. Um, Just do, do your homework. Um, And, you know, even, you know, when James and I mentioned about abortion, this stuff dates all the way back to the founder Mm -hmm. of Planned Parenthood. You know, she had a purpose and a goal, and that was to eliminate, eradicate the black population. Now, Mm -hmm. if you want to talk about, Being racist, we we can go Mm -hmm. there, okay? Um, So she had an end goal, a purpose, but yet we have hundreds of thousands of African-American babies being aborted by the organization. And I'm all about looking at the root of the organization, Mm -hmm. of an organization that was founded and purposed to eliminate the black population. So.
1: What do you what do you do in the reality when I'm listening to this it feels as if it's clear that God is for all people yeah. I mean we see that yeah. yes. for God so loved the world mm-hmm. um, he didn't just love the United States he just didn't right. love a certain context of that he didn't just love um, certain people right. he loved mm-hmm. the world that's right and what we're saying here to an extent I, I from what I'm listening is you know we need to be for all people yeah. yes. And we need to make sure that we are speaking up for all people. And we need to make sure that it's not just this context because this happened, but making sure we're looking at the entire the scope of really what's going on in general from whatever color your skin is Mm -hmm. and whatever situations. And we can look from I mean we can go across the board, people trying to get in our country and Mm -hmm. immigration issue. We can look Mm -hmm. at all kinds of abortion issue. We can look at all kinds of this. (laughs) And so let's maybe wrap up today with this because time sake wise, and I got some more stuff for another uh, episode, but when you feel as if there's so much going on, Mm -hmm. how do you really speak up for all. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like, cause it's like, how do I do this? Like, how do I pro like, how can I, as a person in Dothan, Alabama in Southeast Alabama, um, make sure I'm speaking up for all and really seeing the needs of all people when I feel as if maybe I'm again, just, I don't have a platform. I don't really know my mm-hmm. influence. Like how do I make sure I'm being aware of those things? Yeah.
3: I, I think they go both. I mean, I think it goes with all cultures because I think we can have a tendency to focus in on our own. Um, and, and, um, uh, one of the things baby, you want to, well, wanna
2: one assume? thing I was going to say, God is for the world. He's for every single person, you know, just like we learned as children growing up, our kids know now red, yellow, black, white, yeah. they are precious in his sight. <laughs> you know, we truly believe that regardless of the color of our skin, one thing, I mean, this was echoed in the Old Testament, where it was stated in the Old Testament. Jesus echoed in the New Testament. They said, what is the greatest commandment?" He says that you should love the Lord your mm-hmm. God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And then you should love your neighbor as yourself. My question now would be, who's my neighbor? It's not the one that's physically next door to my home, though that is true, but my neighbor is Every person that I come in contact with mm-hmm. on a daily yeah. basis, that's my neighbor, regardless of skin color. And I'm supposed to love them as Christ would. Yeah.
3: And, and I would add to that too. Uh, Christ demonstrated that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is that actions speak louder than words mm-hmm. and building relationships is key, mm-hmm. you know, uh, going out of your way, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, and, and, uh, it's just interesting because we live in a day and age where we don't really want to do that. I mean, even in, in, in our own Christian circles, we want to stay to our own selves, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but God called us to love, to love one another. Uh, now that doesn't mean you accept and affirm, you know, the, the, uh, wrong that a person may be doing or engaged in or whatever, but you love that person uh, uh, to uh, establish that relationship and bring them to Christ. Cause our ultimate goal is to bring people to Jesus. Man. That's our ultimate goal. Man. And um, we just very fortunate. I shouldn't say fortunate. We're very, we, uh, God has shown his grace upon us that we have the ability and the opportunity to part be partakers with him in the ministry and the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so,
1: you know, as I, I asked that question because it, it, This is a overwhelming fault Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's one thing to contextualize something and run in one direction. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because of as we can take the Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. movement for a second and it's pretty pinpointed to a certain context. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's a whole nother spectrum to step back and say, what's really going on? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, there's more to it than just this. Yes. All black lives matter. Yeah. Let's go mm-hmm. to the abortion conversation as yeah. we've said on mm-hmm. this. Let's go to, I mean, I, I mentioned in while ago, immigration. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that. Let's talk about people that are, you know, having mm-hmm. to deal with those type issues. Let's talk mm-hmm. about... um the fatherless. Let's talk about the issues about dads not being dads. I mean, dads being more like a boy than Mm -hmm. a man. You Mm -hmm. know, let's talk about these things that are really issues within our country. And it can feel as if this is just overwhelming.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: How can I be for all people the way God's for all people? And I think the thought process for us is our listeners are processing this today. And even I'm thinking about it. And from what both of you just shared is and we've said this to an extent already, but start where you are. Yeah. And don't get overwhelmed with the big picture and the, yeah. the vastness of the problems yeah. of the entire world. Yes. Right. Because God didn't put you over the entire That's world. Right. Yeah. He put you where you are yeah. over a family, mm-hmm. in a city, in a community, in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Start there. Yes. Yeah. I and, would and, and And, and yeah and work through that. Don't get overwhelmed mm-hmm. with anything that's outside of your reach. Now, mm-hmm. if you get asked about it, I think you're prepared to talk about it We'll process mm-hmm. through that. Yeah. But don't get overwhelmed with the the made the major I mean the mm-hmm. problem at at large. Yeah. 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 Um all that you can handle is where you are yeah. and navigate where you are yeah. and uh love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not the person that's the person that's you come in contact with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not the situations that are happening in, in Seattle or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Portland, you can't handle those things. Yeah. Like you can't do anything about that kind of stuff. All mm-hmm. you can do is where you are. So start where you are. Don't be overwhelmed mm-hmm. with this because I, I mean, just sitting here, listening man, this is like an overwhelming yeah. Yeah. kind of thought process, but don't be overwhelmed. God has you where you are. God's given you the power mm-hmm. and calling you to do something. He's mm-hmm. not going to empower you to walk in. We believe that fully in scripture. Um, and, uh, Uh, live that out uh, where you are to make that difference in your uh, area of influence. And so um, guys, let's just wrap up there today. Um, Any last thoughts um, as we think of just kind of the the topics today?
3: Uh, One uh, one thing I do want to say is that uh, my wife, we're raising our boys, you know, we're raising our boys to be God fearing and to love people. And I think that is one of the major ways inside of the home, you, you, you disciple inside of the home first. That mm-hmm. way it goes out yeah. because hopefully our kids, when they go out into whatever college or state or wherever it may be, that they will spread the love of Jesus mm-hmm. <clears throat> abroad. And, uh, and they'll be able to, people will be able to see that, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it starts home.
2: Yeah.
1: That's so good. And so we do encourage you if you are in the context of a family um, to have some conversations, to talk to them, Um, love and disciple them at home and help guide this. And uh, if you're not, um, there are people that we believe God will put in your path to Mm -hmm. do the same, to uh, love and encourage in this area and uh, in the context of the church. There are many people that uh, if you are struggling with uh, somebody to invest in or to talk Mm -hmm. about, I mean, we'd love to help you. Uh, with that. And so again, thanks for today, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Not some easy questions. I got some more uh, coming <laughs> next week. Uh, you know, things like, is it wrong to be silent? Mm-hmm. You know, we've heard the 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 slogan, silence is violence. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. true? Yeah, you yeah. know, um, should I have posted a black square on my mm-hmm. Instagram? Mm-hmm. You know, um, how do I know when to say something or what to say? Things mm-hmm. like that, that mm-hmm. we want to continue to really talk practical about a few questions in the yeah. days ahead. And so again, Thank you for today. And Chantel's waving at me because she's got something else to say.
2: <laughs> I just want to say real quick, um, James and I, we, we 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 did talk about, you know, all lives matter, um, all black lives matter, and that we talked about abortion. But to the listener that's out there, um, you may have been one to have aborted a child. Mm-hmm. And please know that our heart is the redemptive love and grace of Jesus Christ. Um, we are not here to point fingers or anything like that, but just know that you are not only loved by God, but you are loved by us. Um, you are our brother and sister in Christ. So I just wanted to just, I just felt compelled to make sure, to to make sure you know that we are all about Christ. We are all about pointing people to the cross and um, and Jesus loves you.
1: And I'd say this, we're for all of our listeners and uh, thankful for you all and uh, are available at any time. Um, Mm -hmm. That's a call to the church. That's an email or reaching out if we can assist you and your families um, in any way when we think about making disciples that uh, in turn um, replicate themselves and make more disciples. And so again, thanks for checking out the A2 Life podcast today. We do encourage you to think about who God has put in your path to reach. How are you building up? Uh, others around you, and then what is God calling you to do to connect to his mission and purpose? And we look forward to the days ahead. We'd love for you to subscribe to our channel, share this podcast as well so others can experience it
0: thank you for listening and being a part of this podcast today with james Oney, the minister of education and discipleship at ridgecrest baptist church our desire through the a2 life podcast is to equip and encourage people to fulfill the great commission by focusing on a lifestyle centered in acts chapter two if you have more questions or desire to talk to someone more about making disciples and what that looks like here at ridgecrest baptist church you can reach out to our church office email one of us we would love to have those conversations with you in the days ahead. We look forward to more of what God's gonna do as we focus on a life centered in Acts chapter two.